You're listening to Brain Buster Radio. Hey everyone, David Conrad here, owner of the Gorilla Position Wrestle Store. We're an online store headquartered in San Antonio, Texas, bringing you the best in original wrestling shirts, accessories, collectibles, and more. We're glad to be partnering with Brain Buster Radio, and to thank them, and to thank you, we're offering 10% off all purchases with the coupon code BRAINBUSTA. That's B-R-A-I-N-B-U-S-T-A. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under at GP Russell Store, or check out our website, www.gprustlestore.com. Remember, when you want the best wrestling experience, you gotta hang out in gorilla position. Hi, I'm the Asian sensation Kanji. You're listening to Queen's Court right here on Brainbuster Radio. Hello, hello, my darlings, and welcome to this week's episode of Queen's Court Kill a Queen of N.E. right here on Brain Buster Radio. Y'all, real talk, what a week last week, okay? Queen turned heel on this podcast with the boys from Headlock Talk, shout out to them, what a banger episode. So much really cool feedback from how much you guys really enjoyed that segment we did. It was a long talk, but it was a good talk. So thank you so much, Tanner and Steven. Y'all the best. So prepared. What awesome guests and really cool new friends. And also, my darlings, I got to interview the Asian sensation. You heard her voice at the beginning of the show, Kanji. The coolest girl, up-and-coming wrestler, wrestling resurgence, defiant, and who knows what in the future. The girl's got bright possibilities. If you haven't listened to either one of those episodes, honey, you better hop up on it. So this week, I thought I would bring you something different. Something you haven't heard before. In the past six episodes of Queen's Court and first episode of Queenie Chats, You've heard a lot from other people, as well as my perspective, of course. I gave you my insight. But now I think it's time that we're on our seventh episode, my favorite number, number seven. I think it's time for all of you to get to know your queen a little bit better. So I decided to name this episode after the queen a song. No, not me, (laughs) but queen the band, (laughs) Killer Queen. But my version will be Killer Queen of N.E., So you get to learn a little bit more about me in this episode. I'm going to tell you how I got into podcasting, a couple of fun facts, and I'm going to share with you my love for all things Marvel and the Avengers. I have such a special guest joining me later. He's one of the most interactive people with me on Twitter. He always asks me questions or answers my posts and not only here, but on Instagram. And we have a fun banter relationship. He made this really cool Finn banner for me. And that's Chris at black underscore Baymax eight on Twitter. Cool dude. I brought him on for something special, real special in which, well, you know what? I'm going to save that for after the first part of this episode. So we're going to have two holding courts today. The first holding court is just going to be your queen talking to you. And the second part is going to be with Chris. Without further ado, strap in, babies. No heel turn this week. Just a little bit of reality as we hold court with Queen. Hey, wrestling fans. Are you passionate about all things WWE? If you're craving a funny, banner-filled podcast that breaks it all down, from Raw to SmackDown Live, every single pay-per-view, and even some NXT, you belong with us at DYWTSB. Join host Mort with Pops, James E., and Queen as they discuss it all. You will not be disappointed. Find us on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play, and at DYWTSB on Twitter. We will see you there. All right, kiddos. 
<laughs> we're back. So this was something I really wanted to bring to the listeners, to Queen's Courtiers. I wanted to tell you a little bit about how I got here. It was one of the first questions people asked me for my very first show. And I was like, no, no, I don't want to say too much. <laughs> I'm going to save it right for a future episode. So what's interesting about this whole thing, and I don't think many of you know, but you're going to find out today. <laughs> so I, uh, I always thought that I would do something like this. As you may find out on a future episode of a certain someone's diving in podcast, shout out to Josh. I'm a theater person. I do theater on the side. I've done theater pretty much all my life. So I've always been talkative, <laughs> I guess is a nice word to put it. And for my day job, which I don't talk about for privacy reasons, I talk a lot there as well. It's just something that's always been a part of me. I like to share and collaborate and learn from others and give my perspective and hear others' perspective. So podcasting was not really something that I saw, I would say, clearly doing, but it's not out of the realm of possibility, I, I guess is the best way to put it. I always thought if I was going to do a podcast, I would do it on my day job or theater or something of that like. Uh, I'm really into Game of Thrones and The Walking Dead and a whole bunch of other shows and I thought to myself, well, that seems fitting, right? If I was going to talk about something, it's got to be something really interesting or something I'm very passionate about, like Harry Potter, for example. But wrestling has been my love since I was a kid. And I've been on Twitter for a long time, but I didn't really use it as much. I just kind of checked in with the people I wanted to check in with. I didn't really interact. I just read tweets and followed certain people in the wrestling world. And then that was pretty much it. You know, I didn't really do anything other than that. It was really smart to death that brought me into this world. I started listening to them last year. Anthony and Kyle, shout out to you. It's so fascinating how this happened. So I was just randomly searching through podcasts. I listened to a few that are non-wrestling. Uh, I listened to a Harry Potter podcast. I listened to um, NPR. I listened to uh, history stuff. I listened to pop culture. So I was looking through a couple of podcasts and I happened to see a wrestling category. I'd listened to Jim Ross and Stone Cold and Chris Jericho. So I already had all of their podcasts on my, you know, little iTunes setup. And somehow I came across Smart to Death and I started listening and I couldn't put it down. They are so cool and so funny. They have such a, a fun banter and chemistry between them two. And I've told them this um, as a, as a fan, you know, just like, oh my God, I like the way you guys interact. I really like your format of your show. It's straightforward. I don't feel like it's dragging, you know, it has really good structure. I enjoyed what they were talking about. And from there, I kind of dove into the podcasting world. You know, I started to look at a few other podcasts and I'm like, oh, this is really cool, but they have a Twitter presence. It's interesting. And I started checking it out and I followed them and I followed a couple other people. And I just started to kind of dabble and get my feet wet and interact. You know, they're very interactive people. So I joined their Discord and I met a whole bunch of, of folks in there who I still talk to now. <laughs> One of them's JPQ, Wednesday Squad, what, what? So from there, I was like, you know, maybe, maybe this is what I'm supposed to do. Maybe I should get into the game, you know? And I wasn't thinking podcasting per se. I was just thinking wrestling Twitter. That's what the, you know, that was the game that I thought I should get into. So I started to develop my Twitter presence. I had like 200-ish, <laughs> 250 followers, I think. Nothing crazy, you know, just kind of a normal person hanging out in the, <laughs> in the shadows of Twitter. And I rebranded myself and got myself my name. And then... I started live tweeting Raw. I started live tweeting SmackDown. I started live tweeting pay-per-views. And that is when Pops from DYWTSB found my tweets from TakeOver <laughs> on Royal Rumble weekend. And he sent me a message and he's like, oh my God, I like your tweets. This is really funny. I was going off on some tangent. I don't really remember now. It was back in January. He was like, are you on a podcast? Like, what's your deal? And I'm like, no, I'm just live tweeting. I, I like wrestling a lot, <laughs> like a really a lot, you know? And he was like, oh my God, you know, we're looking for female voice on podcasting. 
you know, do you think you might be interested in that? And I'm like, yeah, I mean, let me check out your show. Let me see how I feel. And then I listened and I fell in love with them right away. And I'm like, yes, yes, yes. I'm, I'm so down. I'm going to do it. And coincidentally, I had bought my mic like a week before and it had come uh, that day or the day before. No, the day before. And I was going to do some voice acting stuff. So I had this mic for that purpose. And it was just like all the stars aligning. You know what I mean? It just kind of came together. And they invited me to come on the show to do their predictions and previews for the pay-per-views. And the rest is history. (laughs) And that was the cool thing. You know, there's such great people, Pops and Mort and James, who uh, isn't with the show at the moment, but hopefully he will return. It's a lot of fun. And I felt myself smiling. And I felt at home on the mic. I felt at home talking about wrestling. You know, there aren't a lot of female voices in wrestling. And it was nice to be heard and not dismissed as just a girl who watches wrestling or a girl who pretends to know a lot of things about wrestling but doesn't actually, (laughs) you know, things of that nature. It was so refreshing to be asked my opinion and have my opinion valued and have that banter back and forth and feel like I found a home in a community. And that's what DYWTSB gave me and still give me to this day. And I love them so much. And we're on every single Wednesday. So you better check us out. (laughs) And it was from here that I started to build my presence on Twitter. I started to interact with a whole bunch of different people from the Discord that I mentioned previously from Smart to Death. I started to interact with more podcasts. I started just to kind of build my little self, I guess. And from there, it just sort of spread And I met a whole bunch of different people and I started talking with them and communicating with them and found new shows. And that's when I found Wilford Watches and my pal, Wilf. He was so helpful and genuinely like interested in what I had to say, genuinely interested in what I wanted to do and was so willing and giving with information and just started asking questions and we just started chit-chatting and I loved his stuff and we talked New Japan and, you know, it was just kind of like this nice friendship right from the start. And then Wilf invited me on one of his shows, which was Five Moves of Doom Draft. And I got to, you know, pick wrestling moves. And it was so much fun with all the people that were on it that day. We had an absolute blast. And from there, Wilf asked me, hey, you know, I know you're new to the podcasting world. I know you're on DYWTSB, but do you want your own show? Like, is that something you want to do? Because I'm thinking about starting this collective. And I was like, wait, what? Me? Me? Are you sure? <laughs> He's like, yeah, dude, like you, yeah, for real. I'm like, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of thought about it. There was something that I wanted to do and talk about that wasn't just strictly, you know, WWE. I have a whole bunch of different thoughts. As you now know, seven episodes in, I have all these different things in wrestling that I want to talk about, all these topics and deep dives and different promotions and shows. I just had all these other ideas that were like brimming at the surface, right? My creativity had like flipped a switch. And I was like, yeah, dude, like I've never done this before. I've never edited a thing in my life. Okay, let's go. Let's do it. And my boys at DYWTSP were very supportive. They were like, hell yeah. And we support you. And so I was like, all right, Wolf, like I'm I'm in. And Wolf was like, okay, but I'm not going to teach you how to edit. I'm not going to support you in that way. Like, that's it. Here's what I need you to do. And tell me what your show is going to be about and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay. (laughs) And I freaking dove in to like the fire, dude. Head first. And here we are. So that's the brief story of how we got into podcasting. I love wrestling. I think that's really at the core of what's happening here. And I love the wrestling community that I've found and are continuing to find as we go through this journey together. As I mentioned, I started about 200, 250. I'm now at over 2,800. And I've met some of the coolest people from my close-knit friends to acquaintances to just people I interact with just to chat about wrestling. That's the best part for me. It's not about numbers. It's not about stats. It's just to show you that a girl who didn't have nothing, you know, literally nothing, to now in May, from January to May, look, look what happened. 
things exploded because of this amazingly supportive, wonderful community of people that I've met. And I'm having the most fun ever. And I really hope that you guys are having as much fun as I am. This is the coolest experience. I get to talk about wrestling every single week, multiple times a week. (laughs) It's amazing. It's an amazing gift that I have been given and that I am and that I'm fully utilizing. Okay, this is not a gift that I'm like taking advantage of or I'm taking for granted. I am blessed to be able to do this. And if I can do it, y'all, so can you. I taught myself how to edit over a weekend. I mean, you know, I'm not the best producer and editor ever, but I think it sounds pretty decent. <laughs> so listen, it's 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 easier than you think. And I think And I feel like a lot of people hold back and don't dive in because they're a little bit afraid to put their voice out there. They're afraid of how much work and commitment it's going to be, which it is, by the way. I mean, listen, I'm not getting paid to do this. I'm taking time out of my personal life to share with you because I'm passionate about it. And I'm passionate about all the people I've met and continue to meet. And I want to interact and I want to collaborate because wrestling is so vitally important to me. And I know it's the same for other people. Wrestling is more than just entertainment. Wrestling is a place and a thing that brings people together from all across the world. Wrestling is a sport. It is entertainment. It is connection, human connection, performance. It's theater. It's agony. It's reality. It's all of those things. And I want more people to be brought into this world and see what we see. You know, a couple years ago, I had my eyes wide open to different promotions of wrestling, not just WWE, WWF, which is what I grew up with. But I got to experience new things. And I got my eyes opened more than just what I saw on TNA on TV one night, you know. I got introduced to New Japan and I fell in love. I got really more introduced to Ring of Honor. I'm loving what Impact is doing right now. I just slowly, right, over time, I'm getting to see more and more and more wrestling. And my worldview has widened over the past four years in the world of wrestling and entertainment. And that for me is such a blessing. I get to see all of these cool wrestlers, their talent, their charisma. I'm entertained for the most part, almost all the time. I mean, I have my favorites and I like what I like and I'll always like WWE, but New Japan is something very, very, very special. And if you don't watch it, I think you should start. We need to be open to other productions and other promotions and other wrestlers. There's so much out there There's really, literally something for everyone, whether that's WrestleMania and Raw and SmackDown to Dominion, the best of the Super Juniors, G1 Climax, or AEW, which is coming soon. Or hey, if you want to see a penis party, you can go call Joey Ryan at Bar Wrestling. There's literally something for everyone. And it's such a wonderful time to be in wrestling podcasting because of the amount of indie promotions and new companies and the change that we're seeing across the board from small to large and back again. It's a really cool time to be sharing with you. And I'm so very glad that I am. Now, when it comes to wrestlers, I love Stone Cold Steve Austin. He's my dude, like my number one dude. He's the one that made me fall in love with wrestling. Not with him, just the business. I mean, I fell in love with him too because I did. But in terms of watching the product, he was the man that kept and held my attention from when I was younger until now. I love The Rock. I love Undertaker. I love Mankind. Trish Stratus. Lita. Lita's my girl. The Hardy Boys. The TLC matches that they had are some of my favorite things of all time. I took a brief hiatus from wrestling when I was in college. 
Disclaimer, I double majored and minored. (laughs) So I was taking an enormous amount of credits every single semester, like 22 to 24 credits a semester. It was ridiculous. I was out of my mind, out of my mind. And it was really hard for me to keep up with programming. We didn't have cable in the dorm and, you know, we didn't have the network back then. (laughs) It's not not like I could do that. And I I couldn't afford the pay-per-views. I was broke. But luckily, there were people around me that had the pay-per-views around that I could watch. So every now and then I'd pop in for a Mania or a Royal Rumble, which is my favorite pay-per-view of the year. I just love entrances. Entrances are a huge, big thing for me. I just love the pomp and circumstance, the music, the excitement. I just can't get over it. But for me, it all started with my cousin. My cousin and I are two months apart. We are very close to this day. And he always had everything WWF, everything. He had the ring. He had the figures. He had the the buddies. I can't remember what they're called right now. Oh, my God. But he had those. He always had Hulk Hogan or Bret the Hitman Hart. And he went as Bret the Hitman Hart when he was like, you know, eight. Sorry, cuz, but it's a true story. And I would always go over to his house for the pay-per-views or we'd watch Monday Night Raw together or uh, SmackDown or whatever we were going to watch. We would watch it together every now and then I would get to go over and do that. And he was the one that got me into it. And my my mother thought it was too violent for me. <laughs> she saw the blood and was like, no. I'm like, well, if my cousin gets to do it, I get to do it too. Once I was 13, you know, what are you going to do? Whatever. I can go to a PG-13 movie. I think I can watch uh, Monday Night Raw. But she didn't really like DX too much. (laughs) Poor mom. But after that, I really just kind of dove in on my own. And as some of you know, I have a younger brother. He's so cool. Uh, We're 11 years apart. And he got into wrestling. So I was, you know, 16. He was five. Um... And he just started to watch it and started to watch it and started to watch it more and more as he got older. Once he was in elementary school, he was like, you know, eight or nine. I was 20. (laughs) So I would watch it with him. And it brought me back. You know, I was still in those college years coming out of those college years. And we would watch together. And then I took him to see a show. And then I would get him the calendars for Christmas or the sheets for his bed when he was younger. And it was just that sort of thing that brought me into this world even more hardcore again. And I've never stopped since. Now I've seen several live WWE shows. I've been to TakeOver. I saw my first New Japan show. Thank God. I'm so excited. I've been to a ton of indie promotions. I've seen some Ring of Honor stuff, some Impact stuff. It's been amazing and what a journey wrestling has always been a part of my life and will I think continue to be a part of my life from here on out I dragged my poor husband Mr. Queen (laughs) into this world too and he's into it now Uh, I don't think he'd watch it independently of me but he's definitely into it and very supportive as you all know because I give up some of my time to do this he's he's real supportive so thanks Mr. Queen So now you know that I love theater, a little bit about my podcasting entry into the world, a little background on my wrestling. These are the things that I'm going to leave you with for now. Maybe I'll dive in. Sorry, Josh, stealing that. Diving in to a little more interesting facts at another time. But right now I want to focus on one interesting fact about Queenie. Queenie loves the Marvel Universe. Queenie has seen... Every single Avenger movie from start to finish, all like 22 of them or 21 of them, whatever. I've seen them all. They're amazing. I'm obsessed. I've seen the original Avengers like 15 times. It's one of my favorite movies. It's what I'll put on like in the background just to give me comfort. I love the one-liners. I love these films. I love these characters. I love superheroes. I love villains. So much so that I knew... For this episode, I had to do something special. I wanted to combine my love of the Marvel Universe with my love of wrestling. So what we're going to do today on this very special segment of Holding Court with Queen, part two, (laughs) we're going to be casting our wrestlers, our favorite wrestlers, as some of our favorite Avengers. 
So I have my pal Chris here for that, and I hope you enjoy our casting. Now, we didn't do all of them. As we know, the Marvel Universe is very large, so we picked three Avengers, three villains, and some honorable mentions to cast with our wrestling choices. So we picked our wrestlers to fill those spots. I hope you enjoy this very special Avengers Assemble section of Holding Court with Queen. What's happening, wrestling fans? This is Conrad Cushman from the Everything Pro Wrestling Podcast. And right now, you're listening to Queen's Court with the Queen of N.E. on Brain Busta Radio. All right, everyone, and welcome back from that quick commercial break. And now is the time for that very special segment of Holding Court with Queen I was telling you about. Y'all ain't ready. We're going to have some nerdy comic book superhero villain fun and i have the perfect guest for that my pal chris chris how are you oh stop (laughs) i'm good (laughs) i'm finally on the queen's court holding court with the queen your majesty it's so wonderful to have you (laughs) (laughs) I am honored that you are here in Queen's Court. I am so happy we got to make this happen. And I'm glad that you were around to, you know, hang out with me and have a good old chat. Oh, definitely. (laughs) Well, it's about to get fun, y'all. Because we are going to be casting Avengers and their villains. With uh, some of our favorite wrestlers, maybe least favorite wrestlers, depending on your perspective. (laughs) And it's about to get crazy. So Chris and I came up with this concept and we had to kind of narrow the field, didn't we, Chris? (laughs) Yeah. Too many heroes and too many villains to even cast a whole cast full of wrestlers. No kidding. Well, the Marvel Universe is quite large, (laughs) so we had to, you know, kind of think about what we wanted to do. So what we did is we picked three heroes each and three villains each to cast, and then we have some honorable mentions up in here, okay? So we're going to start with the good guys, and then I think we're going to go to the bad guys after that. I think it's going to be a little bit uh, interesting in here. So Chris, as the guest... Please enlighten all of us with your first pick, Avenger and Wrestler combined. My first pick has to go with the God of Thunder, a.k.a. one Thor Odinson. And of course, the wrestler, if anybody guesses, (laughs) it's Triple H. Okay, okay. Triple H as Thor. I mean, well, it's kind of, he was technically supposed to be cast as Thor somewhere a little bit earlier before Chris Hemsworth got the part, but Chris Hemsworth it is. So Triple H as Thor. Is it because of the sledgehammer? <laughs> How did you know? I mean, I yeah. <laughs> I mean, I just know everything. (laughs) Technically. Technically, yes. Well, I mean, it's a great choice, right? If you see Triple H, his appearance, his body, the way he would, I feel like, portray himself as Thor, I feel like would be really good. I mean, yeah. And at one time, they both had luxurious heads of hair. I mean, just saying. I mean, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. So true. All right. So for my first pick, I went with Captain America. And I'm sure a lot of people are going to know this one. We're going to do the obvious ones first and get it out of the way. Okay. Captain America. All I see is John Cena. He is in that way for me. He's like Captain. He's the one that's like, okay. Of course. Let's go. (laughs) Of course. Yeah. The quote unquote inspirational leader. That's right. He's the locker room leader. Basically. He's the guy to to call the shots. He's in charge of a lot. 
People trust him in the business. And I feel like if he's an Avenger, Cap is his dude. Like he's going to go down. He's going to want to make, be the one to make the sacrifice play. That's him. And of course we would, it wouldn't be John Cena and it wouldn't be Captain America. If you see John Cena running onto the field of battle with the shield in hand and you hear something go, How epic would that music be set when when he, you know, goes in to fight somebody? I mean, it'd be so great. Absolutely. (laughs) Well, I'm so glad you liked my first pick. That's awesome. (laughs) To be quite honest, if that it was kind of a dead giveaway, Captain America, John Cena. I mean, John Cena stands for the good old stars and stripes, good old American freedom. That's right. I mean, that that's our boy. That's John Cena. When I think of that, it just it goes hand in hand. And that's Cap. So we got we got to put them two together. Now it's on to your second choice for Avenger. What do we got? We got Dr. Bruce Banner, also known as the Incredible Hulk. And my pick for the Hulk is we're going to stick with NXT. Okay. Drum roll. It's Keith Lee. Oh, yes. I love this. I mean, Hulk is basically nomadic. Keith Lee, his vocabulary, his dialogue is so clear. It's so crisp. And plus, I wouldn't want to piss him off. I would not want to piss him off, whether it's an opponent or best friend. I I still wouldn't want to piss him off. Nah, because he goes into that zone and you're going to get smashed. That's the whole point. Basically. (laughs) Yeah. Keith Lee smash. Hulk smash. Right. Right. <laughs> That's a knows, solid Tri- choice. Who knows? Triple H may be listening to us and may implore that to Keith Lee. I'm all for that. Triple H, if you hear us, you know, Chris cast you as Thor, man. I'm just saying he gave you a great part. You know. I mean, hey, we're kind of smart people. I mean, come on, Triple H. I mean, come on. Oh, I think we're very smart. And very entertaining. So there's that. Yeah. So for my second choice, I've gone with Hawkeye. My personal, personal favorite. Just love him. And we're, we're out of WWE at this point. We're moving on. Okay. To okay. New Japan slash some UK wrestling promotions. And it's my boy. Will Ospreay, the aerial assassin. I mean, how perfect. He's the aerial assassin, and so is Hawkeye. Right? Right? (laughs) Right. I know. It couldn't go any better. When when I was visualizing this and thinking about, okay, who do I want? It was almost instantaneous. The move set that Will Ospreay has, the execution of those high-flying moves... I was like, oh, dude's Hawkeye for sure. Precision, intelligence, the right. stature, the stoic face. It, it all works together, I think. Right. I mean, it's, it's not a bad I choice. Have, I'm just saying. It's not. It's not. <laughs> I have Will Ospreay, but for a different reason. And oh, we'll, get to that li- we'll get to that a little later. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, I have a backup if I need to change it. So don't worry. <laughs> cool. Okay. Awesome. All right. So for your third and final Avenger, tell us, sir, who do we got? Black Widow. Oh, my favorite. And I have a feeling that you're probably going to go all over this pick. Okay. It's one Candice LeRae. Ooh, yes. (laughs) Golf clapping over here because the real clapping would be very loud. (laughs) (laughs) We're obnoxious nerds, so... Clap away, clap away. Oh, I'm clapping. Yes, honey. Yes, Candice LeRae. Yes. There you go. Candace <laughs> so is fearless yeah. as all hell. I mean, has anybody even seen her highlights in PWG? I mean, she took a freaking super kick with tax to the yeah. face. Yeah. She's a badass. Exactly. She's a badass all, all around. And I wish Triple H would kind of tap into some of that badassness around Shayna Baszler. She can do that. Chris, you're speaking just, my language, buddy. You're speaking my language saying. right now. Just you, saying. 
You know how I feel about Candice LeRae. You know I love her. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Death. So, this is one that's got, I've said it several times, and I'll say it again. She needs to be pushed to the moon. To the moon. (laughs) Take her. This is such a missed opportunity if they don't. And hers, Black Widow, oh, I love it. Man, what a great choice, Chris. All right. My last one gave me the most trouble. I got to be honest with you. I'm hemming and hawing over it. Hemming and hawing, hemming and hawing, okay? Who am I going to choose to be Iron Man? All right? Mm-hmm. Now, this is this is a big choice here. Mm-hmm. Because the person's got to be an egomaniac. The person True. has to be crazy intelligent. True. The person has to be dedicated to getting whatever it is in his path done. But he's uh-huh. also got to have... I kind of know where you're going. Up. You know where I'm going with this? I kind of know where you're going with this. All right. So I, I hemmed and hawed, hemmed and hawed, and I thought of one person and I said, mm, I just don't think he's got the ego part down. So I'm going with CM Punk as Iron Oh. <laughs> now that you mention it, Yes. Right? Yes. So hear me out. Egomaniac? Check. Mm -hmm. Yep. Really freaking smart? Check. Oh, yeah. Witty one-liners? Check and check. (laughs) Definitely. Definitely. Yep. Very pretty wife? Yep. Got that, too. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Right? Yes, so, Lord. I was thinking about it. You know, I mean, he's not the nicest guy, but neither is Tony Stark. And there's a heart in no. there, right? I'm not, right. CM Punk's not a total monster. I think he's got this other side to him. He's just a brass tacks kind of dude. And I just thought, oh my God, when I'm thinking about Iron Man, I'm thinking about that suit and I'm thinking about the banter that he has with people. There's nobody that banters yes. better in promo. Yes. CM Punk. So that's my choice. Not bad at all. We got a solid set of Avengers right now. I'm feeling pretty good. Definitely. Feeling pretty good. (laughs) Because they're going to have to be strong, you know. Because I have a feeling the people that we picked for the villains, mm -mm. (laughs) it's about to get crazy up in here. It's going down. We're going to do the villains next. Allow me the pleasure of hearing your first choice. Uh, Yeah, we're definitely gonna have to bunker up and bolster up our defenses as our Avengers because the person who I have for um the Mad Titan Thanos oh god we ain't we're not in WWE anymore we're on a whole nother side of the spectrum here we're going New Japan oh shit yeah oh shit is right because Every single one of them need to be saying, oh, shit, to Minoru Suzuki. Oh, my God. What a choice. What a choice. Murder grandpa. I can't. Yes. Yes. Scariest dude in the galaxy. <laughs> Scary without the Infinity Stones. And um, if he actually gathered all six, everybody just roll over and die now. Well, they're going to disappear. <laughs> you know, that's right. <laughs> oh, yeah. So don't that you every think he could wear that gauntlet? To... Don't you think he could? <laughs> He'll make anybody disappear without the gauntlet. Shit. I mean, wow. ask the young lions. Wow, what a ringer. I'm really impressed by that choice. Really impressed. I right. thought long and hard. I, I thought it was going to be one guy. Mm-hmm. But then when I actually read the stats for Thanos, and I'm like, hold up. This fits Suzuki. Dude, what an intimidating Thanos. Well, I got your back, Thanos Suzuki, because <laughs> my first villain set are Thanos' children. Okay. His, his daughters, if you will. The evil Gamora and Nebula. Before uh-huh. they were Avengers. Okay, honey? Before <laughs> they went on the good side, they were on the dark side of life. Uh-huh. So I thought to myself, who would be these two? And I was like, do I go with a tag team? No, nope, can't do that. I gotta go with two people that definitely really wouldn't get along, but still kind of would at the same time. Lay it on me. Gamora, Sasha Banks, 
Oh. Nebula. Oh. Ruby Riot. Oh. Right. Oh, my Lord. As soon as you said Gamora and Sasha Banks, immediately I went. My mind just thought about it. I was like, yes. Yes, yes. Gamora right? and Sasha Banks, definitely. Especially and the then you throw version. in the Right, right. We all remember the heel version of Sasha Banks. Yes, honey. She took Izzy's glasses and made her cry. <laughs> she sure did. She showed in. And then you throw in this little wild card of Ruby Riot as Nebula. Oh, She's Lord. got the look. She's got the yep. violence. She's got mm-hmm. that inner, like, I will do whatever I need to do for you. Loyalty. Oh, yeah, it's happening. It's happening. Whatever what I need to s- do to fuck you up. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly right. And can't you see her with like the, you know, the little uh, eye and the head plate and the arm? Wouldn't yes. that work? For it would work for her. Definitely would work. That would work. So you got Thanos over there, your choice, Suzuki, with his two daughters, Thanos' children, Sasha and Ruby. I mean, come on. Let's go. Dude, we didn't even plan this, y'all. We didn't plan this. We just picked our people and, like, just kind of see what happens. Right? Damn, we're good. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Eva Villain number two, who are you going with? Ultron. Oh, shit. I'm ready for this. I'm ready. We're staying in New Japan, by the way. Yeah, we are. I have to go with... The Switchblade, Jay White. Yes! What a great choice, Chris. At first glance, as soon as I saw Ultron, I was like, yep, that's Jay White. That is Jay White because this dude, Ultron is a silver-tongued devil. And um, yeah, Jay White is pretty much the Ultron of the Bullet Club. He really is, isn't he? Definitely. Oh, and him going after the stone and trying to put it in a new body. Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, it'd be so good. You pretty much just you pretty much just summed up Marvel versus Capcom Infinite right there. Wow. Ultron goes, Jay White goes after the time stone, puts it in his forehead. Done. 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 Imagine Jay White with the mind stone. I mean, seriously. Ooh. Lord Jesus. I don't He's think Ultron would have died. He's dangerous with one. He's <laughs> dangerous with one. Let alone the mind and the reality stone. Oh, forget Ooh, it. Lord. Say goodbye. Ooh, Lord. We're all dead. Done. <laughs> We're all <laughs> exactly. dead. Exactly. <laughs> We're either dead or his slaves. That's right. <laughs> I'll join the dark side, Jay. Whatever you want. <laughs> don't kill me. <laughs> Oh my god, I love that. So for my second one, I'm going to also add to the Thanos vibe here. Okay. I have the Maw. Mm-hmm. And this is a little off-color choice, so I'm hoping that you enjoy it. So I was thinking, right. about, thinking about the Maw, right? He's got mm-hmm. superpowers. Right. He's He's more magic vibe to me. Right? He's a little mm. weird. He's a little dark. He's a little sinister. Right. He, when he when he was, went after Strange in Infinity War and he was using those little microblade things to torture him, you could see the glint in his eye, you know what I mean? For the pain mm-hmm. and the torture. Mm-hmm. And he's loyal to a fault. Definitely. So my brain, I closed my eyes and I said, who would be the Ma? And I thought, the, one of the newest signees to AEW, Jimmy havoc with that mask on that he wears and his little love for those little death matches and lots of pain and blood everywhere <laughs> i just thought to myself <laughs> i thought to myself yes. this is it yes this fits so well I just, it just the way that he, you know, the way that he presents himself, right? And mm-hmm. the whole vibe around him, his whole persona, his whole character, you know, it could kind of go either way with him. You're not really quite sure what's going to happen, but you know it's going to be right. painful, right? You know it's going right. to suck. 
ad for you. Exactly. And that's how I feel about the Ma. Like, you don't really know what he's going to throw at you, but you know it's going to be terrible. <laughs> mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. And it's going to hurt. And uh, that's who I picked for the Ma. And plus, when he feel, if you hit him with anything, he's going to look at you like, that it? Yeah, he's going to go, uh-huh, not phased. Uh, not bothered. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yep. Right? Absolutely. All right, my friend. We're down to the third and final villain. I'm mm-hmm. ready. We're going with the group here. Okay, a group. Hydra. It's the Bullet Club. Ooh, okay. Bullet Club Hydra. Oh, yeah. yeah. If you think about it one way, you got to start from the beginning. Okay. The Devitt era. Once Devitt, lead, once Devitt left, you bring in AJ. You bring in Gallows. You bring in the Young Bucks. You bring in Kenny Omega. And then whenever AJ left, you bring in, well, Kenny Omega stepped up and became leader. You bring in guys like Hangman Page, Marty Skrull, Adam Cole. Mm-hmm. Bye bye. Bye bye. And plus, and plus <laughs> they're an iconic symbol. You know how Audra has the whole octopus, octopus thing in a bullet club? Too sweet. Dude, great faction choice for Hydra. Plus the all black and the we're going to come in as a team and a unit to take you down kind of thing. I really like that. Plus, I love an evil bullet club. Exactly. All right. So to close us out, my final villain, not a group, but someone from Thor's universe. And that mm-hmm. is his sister. Hella. Okay. So, a little dark, little evil, trapped in a hell. Not uh-huh. a good situation. Right. She's going to come out and assassinate some people. Yeah. Because she's pissed. Uh-huh. And that is my girl from Impact, Rosemary. Oh. Mm-hmm. 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 Yep. Death. There it is. Can you imagine that girl with her face paint and that whole like spider demon hat that Hella wears? Yes. Girl, forget it. Yeah. Yes, uh, yes, Lord. Mm-hmm. I had to go with Rosemary. It was the first thing I thought of. I was like, oh, she's been trapped in hell and she hasn't been allowed to get out for how many years? Thousands of years at this point. Right. She's going to be pissed and she's coming for blood Mm -hmm. and she's coming for you. And that was the first thing I thought of right away. I was like, oh, Rosemary would be so good as Hella. So good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Do we have any honorable mentions? for superhero or villain that you want to toss in here now that we're closing out our Avenger villain fantasy booking kind of right fantasy booking you can say, <laughs> that. You can say yeah. that I got one of each one hero right, and a villain honorable mention for hero Spider-Man okay who is it we're traveling across the Spider-Verse here with this one <laughs> okay I'm ready for my Peter Parker the aforementioned Will Ospreay. Oh, great choice. I could totally see that. And for the new Spider-Man, Miles Morales, we're going with the one and only Mr. Vince McMahon Pew Pew Laser needs to get rid of himself, Ricochet. <laughs> oh, yes, Ricochet. Oh, my God, I love that. I mean, you technically think about it. Ricochet wore the gear at over Phoenix. Will yeah. Ospreay has worn the gears at some point. I can't remember when, but he he wore the gear. I'm like, Throw well, it. why not? They are both insanely strong. I mean, Will Ospreay lifted up Jeff Cobb for the Stormbreaker. Yeah. And Ricochet, we all know what happened to take over um take over New York. Just straight dead lift hands, just straight caught. That dude. I was like, oh my god. Yeah, I know. I saw it happen. <laughs> oh, of course. Of course you did. You were there live. That's right. That's right. I saw it live, honey. 
I looked at that and I was like, huh, what? What? Oh, um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Great choices. Do you have, do you want to share your other one now or do you want to wait? I can wait. All right. You want to wait? Okay. That works perfectly because mine is both a, it's a duel. Okay. Mine is a hero, Avenger, and a villain. So okay. my, mine's a two for one. All right. So my Avenger slash villain, depending on the time period, Loki. Ah. Uh. And there's nobody else in this world that can do Loki. I know, I know who it is. I know. I know. I know. I have it. <laughs> I have it in my head. I have it in my head right now. I know who it is. I know who it is. You do not have to tell me. Okay. It's, I won't tell you. I'll tell the people, I but I won't tell you. <laughs> tell, them, tell the people. Tell the people. That is The Miz, baby. <laughs> That's right. That's it. <laughs> who does Loki better than The Miz? Who puts himself over better than The Miz? Nobody. Right. He's perfect. Can't you see him with the stupid horns and the the glow stick of destiny, as Iron Man calls his scepter? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, all day. Miz TV. Yes. TV De- all day long. Definitely. Yes. <laughs> I'm glad that you knew it before I said it. That validates that I picked right. <laughs> right. All right, sir. Close out this segment of Queen's Court by telling me your final honorable mention. My final honorable mention has to go to Dr. Doom. And it goes to one Tommaso Ciampa. Oh, oh, yes, yes. If you think people need to go way back to when Victor Von Doom and Reed Richards were friends. D-I-Y. They both came in. They came in as a tag team. Johnny Mary Candace, just like Reed Mary Sue. Tampa got a little bit of jelly. Tampa mm-hmm. said, you know what? Nah. Like, you know what? Nah, fam. You want, nah, fam, you want to have fun on my expense? I then take over Chicago. Ram your ass through the LED board. Boom. Exactly. I love it. What a great, great choice for Dr. Doom. And Chris, you made great choices for all of your picks for wrestlers as Avengers. I knew that you would. And I'm so glad that we got to collab. We got great minds for this. We sure do. You know, there's going to be another one. So be on the lookout. I'll be, I'll be hitting you back up and we'll be doing something else. Oh, yes. I can't wait. Good. Me neither. Well, Chris, this is your opportunity. Tell the good people of Queens Court where they can find you. I am on Twitter and Instagram at Black underscore Baymax 8. And if you see that name, that means a fire red is coming your way. You dig. I love it. Look at you with your little own promo. <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you so much for joining me today for this segment of Holding Court with Queen, the Avengers and Villains as Wrestlers. Thank you for having me. And as always, Avengers Assemble, aka Avengers Assemble. Wakanda Forever. Wakanda, Wakanda forever. forever. Yes. <laughs> and the next time we do this, he will be on this list. Just so you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, we have like a whole nother thing ready to go. So don't even worry. <laughs> oh, yes. All right, babies. Now it's time for the Queen's Courtier's question segment. I'm starting today with three questions from Zachary Shiloh at C-A-C-S-H-I-130 on Twitter. And Zachary asks me, what would your reaction be if the stupid G's, parentheses, false one, and dumbass, parentheses, <laughs> interfered in tonight's Ring of Honor World Tag Title match? It would be the same as they did 
or I reacted, I guess, when they did for the G1 Supercard, which was get them as far away from my eyesight as possible. It would be ridiculous and it would make me seriously reconsider watching anything Ring of Honor, which is sad because they've got some talent in there that I actually enjoy and I don't want Enzo or Cass, XL, whatever the F they want to call themselves, anywhere involved in it. The second question Zach asks is, will Mr. Queen make a return on Queen's Court? Um, yes. Yes, he will. He doesn't know this yet, but he's going to find out right now <laughs> as he listens to this, I'm sure. And uh, yeah, I think I'll get him back. I have a special little thing in mind. And the last question for me from Zach is, if the rumor is true, will you pay $60 to watch AEW Double or Nothing if I'm not there live? Uh, sadly... I will not be there live. It is Memorial Day weekend and I will be traveling with family, which will be, you know, very enjoyable, but alas, I could not make the trip out there. Additionally, I live on the East Coast, so getting out to Vegas and staying overnight for that weekend on one of the most expensive weekends of the year is actually very difficult to do. <laughs> so I don't think I would have gone anyway if I was free. I will consider paying $60. I will assume that I can watch it a different way. But yeah, I probably will pay it to support them. I'm not gonna do that every time. It's just not something I'm comfortable with spending every single time there's a major pay-per-view or event. They are a new company, so I don't have a problem supporting them in that way. However, I will say that with streaming networks that we have now, the WWE Network, Impact is on Twitch, as well as things like Netflix and all the other streaming services that I don't really pay a lot for. It evens out, you know, throughout the year for the amount of content that I receive. I'm hoping that things change and I know there's going to be a TV deal, but I'm hoping for the pay-per-views they do a streaming service where I can pay a certain amount per month if it's going to be worth it in the end. So I'm hoping that, you know, as we progress and move into the future, things become more affordable for frequent viewership. If it's gonna be $60 every time to watch something, it's probably not something I'm going to do. Just being real. Thank you so very much for your questions. And now on to the next from Smacked Raw Podcast at Smacked Raw Pod. If it's not too late, it's not, I'm answering it now. DX or NWO, like real DX or NWO. Monday Night War DX or NWO. Not Sting at WrestleMania, Kevin Nash can't run w NWO. Um, okay, well, DX all day anyway. Doesn't matter what version of NWO you want to talk about. I will always go with DX. They're more versatile. They're more attractive in terms of content and funniness and antics. It's just more my style. Thanks. The next question comes from my bro, Matt, at IllustriousG40 on Twitter. He says, would you go with a silver or gold for your crown? Honey... Why would I need to choose? The queen would always have two. Both. Always both. <laughs> Thank you, Matt. And be sure, my dear Queen's Courtiers, to be on the lookout for Mr. Matt. I think he might be making appearance on Queen's Court. <laughs> the next question is from Connor at Connor underscore 12. He asks, Queen, what are you looking forward to the most? Double or nothing or Okada versus Jericho at Dominion? Oh, man. Um, I'm going to go with double or nothing just because I'm very, very, very intrigued to see what happens at this pay-per-view event. I'm very invested in AEW and what it's potentially going to become. That's not to say that I'm not excited for Okada Jericho because that is a dream match in my opinion. So I'm excited for that too, but I would say, yeah, I'm going to go with double or nothing. Thanks, Connor. Mr. RJ from my fave revisionist booking podcast. He asks, you can interview one male and one female wrestler, current or past. Who would you pick and why? Oh, snap, son. Okay. I'm going to have to go with El Fantasmo. I really want to interview him. And as for the ladies, I would really like to talk to Tony Storm or, or Jordan Grace or Rosemary. Yeah, there's a lot of girls I want to talk to, actually. And while we're on the subject, Queenie Chats is open to anyone. I want to talk to wrestlers 
promoters, referees, announcers, all of that. I'm really open to talking to people in the business. I want to know so many things and talk about so many things. So great questions. Uh, thank you. And the last question comes from, well, I'm just going to read it. Queen, give me your thoughts on the wrestlers who would best fit the next WWE Best of Seven series and why. Make sure to show your work. Salutations, Pup, a.k.a. JPQ. As if I wouldn't show my work. Okay, sir. Well, Best of Seven series. Who would be the best fit for that right now? <laughs> well, let's start with the history a little bit behind it, right? One of the most memorable ones in recent history was the Cesaro versus Sheamus series that they had. But also what's interesting is there isn't a long history of best of sevens in WWE. They have been informal, I would say, sometimes best of fives, and they haven't really been like dedicated, okay, we're going to do a best of seven series. There've been a few, but not a lot. And I find that very interesting. I do believe it has a lot to do with the fact that they have this lack of, or inability is a better word, to avoid booking things on repeat. So this is a way to kind of do that, but give it something more spicy. Now I will say they can be predictable. I think it does have an opportunity for interesting stories, good matches, and build-up, rivalry. Sometimes it ends up in a tag team. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's interesting. I find it fascinating. In past history, I believe we had Booker T and Chris Benoit in 2005 for the U.S. Championship. We've had the Hardys versus Edge and Christian, which I feel was really kind of overshadowed when the Dudley Boys got involved and they did the whole TLC thing. It just felt better in those TLC matches and something absolutely spectacular came out of that. And I know Chris Benoit was also in um, the same type of series with Booker T in WCW. But really, I think right now, the people that I would pick to go in the best of seven series have to be willing to put in the character work, the storyline work, the promos. It's got to be something that you want to invest in, and it needs to be really well put together. For me, I would love to see a best of seven with Kevin Owens and Mustafa Ali. I feel like there's a lot of great story there. Kevin Owens is one of the best on the mic. Ali has the potential to do the same. He's really likable. He's got a cool gimmick and he's a high flyer and Kevin is not, though he can. There are different movesets there. There are different strategies and styles of wrestling that I feel like can build this really cool story and people would think that Kevin Owens would dominate, but perhaps there'd be an opportunity for Ali to really stand out here and build them both as huge stars. So that is who I would pick. Thank you for the question, my dear friend. And now it's time for the jester and the crown of the week, keeping it nice and simple. The Jester of the Week. Mm -hmm. That's right. The Jester of the Week is going to go to WWE. Y'all are killing me with this terrible programming. Fucking fix it. And now onto the Crown of the Week. The Crown of the Week is going to... Yes, Queen! <laughs> That's right! It's going to... New Japan Pro Wrestling's Best of the Super Juniors Tournament because it's starting and it's my favorite thing other than the G1 Climax and Dominion and Wrestle Kingdom. Oh boy. Well, it is one of my favorite things. So, I'm so excited it's here. Ah, the first was today, and I'm partway through it already, and I'm obsessed, and I cannot wait for the rest. So y'all get the crown of the week. <laughs>
And that, my darlings, brings us to the close of this week's episode, The Killer Queen of N.E. here on Brain Buster Radio. Please, please, please follow me on Twitter at the queen of ne on instagram at x the queen of ne share me those questions using hashtag hold court or queen's court on the twitters or if you'd like to email me you certainly can at x the queen of ne at gmail.com and if you'd be so inclined you may want to send me an mp3 a short one to have your voice heard and let me know what you want me to talk about next i have things scheduled but i want to hear from you i want to know what you want to hear the queen discuss and make sure you give me a five star rating and review all over the place itunes spotify google play youtube we're Ever you listen to Brainbuster Radio, not just me, but all the wonderful lads that are on this podcasting network collective, please do that. Follow us all on Twitter. You will not be disappointed. We're here to be that one-stop shop for you. That's something for everybody. We're a small group of people, but we're making big waves here, and we want you to ride those waves with us. As always. Please enjoy the rest of your day, and please be kind to one another.